Hey guys, welcome back to the Rhythm Section, brought to you as always by the Mind Refinery. This episode we're talking about RTJ4, the latest work by Run Jewels. We're going to look at the beats, the tracks, and the current relevance of Killamike and LP's latest political elements. Also, if you like what you hear, rate and subscribe us wherever you get your podcast, and don't forget to follow us on social media. And now, here's the show. All right, guys, here to discuss the pretty awesome Run the Jewels 4 are Mind Refinery Creatives Andrew Lanza. Hey, hey. And Andrew Van Eek. Hello. Okay, guys, before you start, I want you to look at all those slave masters posing on your dollars. Very important. <laughs> uh, look I, at them. We're, look going, at them. We're, look going, at them. we're going right into this. Uh, what is our initial thoughts of this album, guys? Fucking... Well, first of all, honestly, when that um, the Ooh La La track dropped as a single, I'm not going to lie to you, I was kind of not feeling it a huge amount. And I was like, oh, this hook is a little silly. I don't know how much like I love it. Like, like, the, like the bars and stuff were good. But then when the album came out, like 180 on that track. Now I love that track. Like the hook is stuck in my head. But yeah, for initial impressions, bangers on bangers for days. Like love, <laughs> love the album. Um, initial thoughts for me, I just, I think that I'm excited, excitement. I just, every, everything that they say on this, and I just don't understand how, uh, a duo can make that many hours of music back to back to back to back and have it be so good uh, referring and to the so whole catalog consistent. and so consistent. And then this one, like it's, for me, it's kind of creepy. It might be my favorite one yet, just because of of the time and the relevance i was just reading a whole bunch of stuff they were talking about like they wrote most of this stuff before it happened including that i can't breathe rhyme so i mean yeah it just couldn't be more timely and it's uh it's what i needed to hear yeah uh, it's it was really really good it's uh you know as lance said bangers on bangers on bangers i think they i think on this album the they're able to rough out some of the edges on the last one and, and like the previous ones just in terms it's not that they weren't put together well they're all they're all incredibly fantastic records i think it's this one is probably uh the more complete album from beginning to end mm-hmm. in terms of hitting all the like notes that you want um that you want in an album like you know the effervescent opener the you know you, you get on a good run and you know i mean it goes from holy calama fuck Goonies versus E.T., you know, Walking in the Snow, Just, and it is just big track after big track, deep track. Those are huge. Everything you just said, I'm just going through my head. They're just massive tracks. Deep bass, Mm -hmm. and then, like, it has what I think has been lacking. Uh, Well, I I mean, my I think my beef on hip-hop records in general in terms of their rock counterparts is that they don't, like, classic classic rock records really wrap things up in a bow with the ending track i feel like this one it really does that oh yeah with, with a little diddy the yankee and the brave diddy at the end oh that's so the best. good <laughs> yeah. i want to see i want to see a fucking like yankee and the brave show starring killer mike and lp like a 70s homage like dukes and hazard like minus the racism and fucking just go off it would be okay so when you say my initial thoughts is the first the first thing they they're referencing the buick grand national throughout it which happens to be one of my favorite cars of all time it's like the darth vader of um 
of cars basically to describe <laughs> this thing in a look so what is it what is it what's it called the buick it's a, it's a buick grand national and that's part yankee and the brave have this stolen grand national and they're touring around and i don't know if it's stolen actually yankee and the brave it has, is, I think it is. yeah anyway it's in that and and so like right away this the the album just took a huge personal turn for me just because oh, okay. I it's just like Google this car you know what's Somebody says somebody, you know, in your favorite lyrics or movies, when they make a reference to something that is kind of actually personal to you, it always just kicks it up a notch. And then, yeah, so it's weird how oh, yeah. an album that's so uh, political and intense can also have this this fun side and and this storyline through it that and somehow neither nothing detracts from the intensity of the other. No part of this album um takes anything away from like what it's really about which i just think that that's mastery mm -hmm. yeah i think their ability to craft like these political ideas and relevant political ideas around these like such rich soundscapes i mean lp's producing on this is absolutely fantastic i mean it's this is a through line like all the way back to his solo work that has been mounting and being um perfected and and just getting better and better and better and i think that if anything like i i mean i mean we'll get into like how we feel about this in terms of the uh you know in terms of the run the jewels canon but i feel that this is probably their most put together record and it's probably uh, which is i mean they're all put together pretty well it's just you know i feel the great groups and the great bands and the great artists they're able to even on top of really excellent work they're able to even improve from it yeah i would definitely agree with that i would definitely say it's like their most cohesive album um with them i feel like maybe except for like the first two albums like every album builds upon the last one and like every album i feel like is like a, like a step to becoming more like run the jewels ish, if you will, like, <laughs> yeah. like, like, like they just refine it and refine it and refine it. And then finally, like we got it distilled, like, like the minor outside the, uh, the minor line, we got the run the jewels, like distilled into this like tight fucking package where like, there's no like droning on. There's no, there, there's no really dip in the album. There's no lull. It's just like, fucking attack 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 there's no retreat on this album yeah mike mike kind of said something about that um or sorry lp said something about that with he wanted this one to be just pure fire whereas the last one had some water through it or something the reference was but fire this one was just pure fire and they certainly managed to create that yeah i mean every i feel like all their albums kind of have a track or two that like i wouldn't skip but i'm not as hyped on as the rest of the album I, I can't really find that on the, on this new one, to be honest with you. No. So let's talk about standout tracks. What are we thinking? <sighs> I'm going to, I got to give it to just man. Like I've heard that song so many fucking times since, since it dropped with, uh, with Pharrell and, and Zach De La Rocha. Like that's first of all, having those two on a track, I feel like only run the jewels could do that. <laughs> but like, but like that baseline, like when I listen to that baseline, like my I'm sure my neighbors upstairs really appreciate me listening to that song that loud. But like that's that baseline like rumbles your brain. Like I, I fucking love it. Like that like bass, that fucking 808. Oh my god. Um 
yeah, how about you guys? What, what, what do you I'll, other than I'm, I'm I gotta assume everybody digs that track, but what, what else? What else are you guys digging on the album? Um, I'm really, really into it's again, it's all of them, but I'm I'm still working my th- way through it. But walking in the snow is uh, the rhymes are just hit the whole thing in the bass, and it just hits so hard. And then uh, um, the the features there with Gangsta Boo from Three Six Mafia classic favorite uh blast from again the past it's um, there. I'm, I'm sorry it's oscar award-winning three six mafia continue oh oscar award-winning three six mafia fair very very please good. um you need to just yeah go on. yeah would you fucking say not doctor in front of your doctor's fucking name like this is bullshit i Don't always be. forget about that because i actually haven't seen it. it's hustle and flow right i haven't yeah, actually seen yo, it. Hustle and flow is sick Honestly, i have it's not a seen that movie flick. It's good. And it's I was I was I was into them three six mafia way before that happened, and then I kind of I seriously I don't even know what al- what album or that soundtrack is like. Like I I know the stuff from pre prior to that, so it's good. Like the it's like that style hip hop, right? Like they like made it for the character kind of thing. But yeah, Kyle, you've seen Hustle and Flow, yeah? I love Hustle and Flow. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. I mean, I'm pro three six mafia. I mean, I like you know, I like to throw back to the fucking dirty south as often as humanly possible. I mean, that's one thing that was really, <laughs> that's one thing that was really good about this is that. So I like started going on this like Killer Mike deep dive because I actually heard Killer Mike before because Killer Mike's on records like he's on like Outcast records like Killer Mike's on fucking Stankonia. I'm pretty sure uh, if I remember correctly. Um, yeah. So like Atlanta staple for sure. Yeah. So oh, like, yeah. which is really cool because like you see because I was going through and I'm like checking out all the killer mic features on other, you know, other people's records. I mean, because like, obviously you see like two chains show up on this. So he's, again, he's always throwing, um, you know, he's always throwing to the South and, you know, I felt, I like how the, the, this record combines like elements of drill elements of trap, uh, it's definitely fucking straight up, uh, you know, uh, you know, Atlanta style, which is interesting because LP's from Brooklyn, but his style meshes into this electronic meets the South. Mm-hmm. I think that the best ones that really, I mean, the reason I like Ula La, you know, is because it's got that, the DJ premiere, like it's got almost that like harkening back to like New York state of mind, you know, like the piano. Yeah. And I really, really kind of enjoyed that. In fact, Ula La for me is like, I'm like, that is kind of the weird, the best like synthesis of like New York and South and the South. And um, I mean, just, and it has incredible. that like, kind of like, it has that like underground hip hop vibe to it too. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I find. 100%. It's like straight out of like 95 fucking New York. And I mean, the one, the track that really kind of stays with me in this, I mean, they're all fucking good, but like a few words for the firing squad, the closer. Oh, it's dude, just massive, it's, massive. Because they're they're like, like, I don't know, like, Killer you... Mike is top form on that track. Honestly, God, Killer yeah. Mike kills that track. It's that that song, and it's like so you're listening to these electronic hype bangers, and then you get, and then it's a little bit slow. The pin, uh, is it pull the pin? Before? Pulling the pin, yeah, with Josh. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, and then you get in to that song and it's weird because i'll be like hyped from the album and then i'm hyped to listen to the slow song and it's still somehow energizing you know it's like nice like yeah it's nice and stripped down but it's still fucking it's still killer yeah and it's it's through the words i think like the biggest takeaway Mm -hmm. from this for me and but i love the beats so much but it you are just hard pressed it is really hard to say that much and say things about this kind of stuff without sounding preachy, without, um, I guess, pontificating or ever. Like, it, it's just somehow you just connect with 
what they're feeling, both of them, throughout the entire mm-hmm. thing and on every track, almost every, almost line by line, really. You're just, and that's, yeah, again. I'd be super hesitant to say that their lyrics are not personal. They are obviously very personal, but I feel like this album, sorry, this track um, is a lot more personal. I mean, looking, like, retreading the idea of, you know, the mortality of family members of themselves what they're doing with their life where they are in their life and i love and just even some of the musical references like that synth part is almost like straight out of like in excess with its with um never to never uh tear us apart like that that shimmering synth part it was it's it's really fucking good it is it is quiet not it is quietly intense because it builds and the build and the and it keeps pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing and then the drums start splashing in and it's like absolutely incredible and it's very yeah, there's like a sax at the end there too that just yeah. like brings yeah. it all together that's just oh. and that's and and i really like that they you know that that, that they are, they're going there i would almost like to even see more stuff like that from them because i mean obviously the stuff is overtly political which obviously has a very personal root to it, but I even more about, you know, what their, you know, what their lives are, you know, from an emotional standpoint beyond just, you know, the political, uh, I like, I, I, I fucking really, really enjoyed it. I felt pulling the pin, the Josh homie and with the Mavis Staples, uh, fucking features on it was really, really good. Like Josh homie, not coming out and going crazy, just adding these really nice textures and I think, like, with songs like Pulling the Pin and, uh, you know, a few words for the Firing Squad, and maybe even just overall their, you know, their style, their their lyrical style in general. I mean, like, there's a, I feel like hip-hop and punk have survived uh, into adulthood for me more than any other types of music. And I feel like, because I feel like that, that there's, like, a kinship between those two, those two types of music from, you know, an anti-establishment standpoint. And, like, that is very much relevant on this. It's very much there. They double down on all this stuff that they've been doing on their previous records. And, you know, I think that if they're improving on records as good as the ones before, I would love to see what the fucking next one is going to be because I feel like this partnership is not like, this is going to continue. And this is one of the most enduring partnerships that we've had, you know, in, in hip hop. So especially yeah. ones that weren't started together too, like they kind of worked together. Um, you know, I, yeah, they were like, yeah, they were like staples of like their own scenes, like whether it be like Atlanta or New York and like, yeah, yeah. like, yeah. like you're saying, they kind of like, came up on their own doing their own thing in completely different ways and then yeah they just kind of mashed together and then now they're like fucking the tag team and it's going so well that it's stuck around and that it's just part of their musical expression and the big thing is that their solo careers have kind of gone to the wayside for it um because i I ask you continue sorry no no No, continue go ahead go no i'm almost done continue you don't need to hear me rag on about what i'm saying i I (laughs) ask you guys this about since it is four and we're pretty much all we're all agreeing that it's four albums what other hip-hop artists well what about what about meow the jewels what about meow the jewels come on this is can't be forget about meow yeah this is the fifth (laughs) um i'm I'm actually super upset i never looked to see what pitchfork reviewed meow the jewels for because like are they too did they did they review it i think there's a review i i think they'll fucking i guarantee guarantee there's a fucking pitchfork review for it and these guys were probably probably gave it an eight oh no no they probably gave it no because like they don't they're humorless so i assume that they didn't uh anyways continue (laughs) vanique i'm gonna ask you 
So four albums, yeah. plus Meow the Jewels and all sorts of side projects and previous solo, but four albums. What other hip-hop group or hip-hop artist has four cover-to-cover banger albums? Like, you start getting now Kanye. into... Kanye, does, Jay-Z. Kanye does? Jay-Z yeah, does. Kanye, yeah. Does Nas? Not, not cover-to-cover. He has, obviously, one of the best cover well, that's albums I'm gonna of say, all time. I'm going to say fucking Kendrick. I can yeah. go with, I can get behind Kendrick, yep. yeah. But there are so there are lulls in those albums that I mean they're they're pure art and pure beautiful. Mm, fair, but they're, fair, they fair. they go this I can't just I can listen to any of these albums, especially this new one in three for uh, like any song. Like anytime, any song, I'm down. If it comes on, I'm in the mood for it immediately. Fair, like full like back to back. Back but I mean, to even, back. Even like one, two, and three have like a couple tracks each that yeah. are like a little bit. I mean, a little bit of a dip, in my opinion. But, but that's when you. But you're saying like a couple tracks, and I'm saying uh, the the funny thing is, is that this like almost kind of underground supergroup that formed later in the in in the hip hop world. Um, were you expecting to be talking about like Wu Tang doesn't have? I mean, I I would argue that Wu Tang has four banger albums, but most critics and most fans might not like. So it's just crazy to think that yeah. I would I would show you the I would show you the W track I would show you the W track list and then be like, tell me which ones you don't have to skip, because this is I'm like, "Eh, four bangs. So anyway, I just think I just think that that's it just occurred to me when this one came out. It's just like four four full on critically acclaimed albums, especially being about something not pop, is is an accomplishment. That's yeah, that's yeah. the big that's the big thing and 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 I think it's because the part that part of it that's driven it is that the songs just in their nature are like especially with three and then double down on this one are relentless like I love two because it's a little bit more minimal it's a little bit more minimal uh, minimalist and you know sparse at times which I do enjoy but I feel like this one is absolutely relentless and their ability to like work at that pace like from a musical standpoint and then keep plugging away without you feeling overwhelmed by it, you know, or, you know, and like, I think that there's not too many groups who can, as you said, continue this like political bent for, you know, a multiple, you know, an entire album worth and, you know, for four albums worth and, you know, sustain that level of like, you know, attention when, you know when they're doing it i think a lot of that also has to come from like textures as well that they put in their music their music you know the songs don't stay in the same mode the whole time you know what i mean like a lot of hip-hop no. you see it's like fucking yeah there's the change-ups there's yeah. like you, breakdowns you know, yeah and there's especially using drum breakdowns he's quite good at it and that's where you see like these electric elements climb in where it's like you know quick splashes of drums elements of like drum and bass and stuff like that and dub and i i, I think drill as i previously mentioned like so like it's really fucking like this is i think you know i will get into it but i think you could definitely this is probably i mean i whether it's your favorite i don't know their best record um so yeah i want to move on to like well i i just want to add one thing i I, um another thing that i really like that they do um it's not like anything like super unique or anything but how they really almost kind of like play off each other's um like flows and i feel like they really did that well in this album like especially it's like i don't know they'll just kind of take 
take the like whatever whatever the last flow was the next guy will 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 do that same flow but then he'll like change it up and like i don't know it's just they they just work so so well off of each other that it's like they're writing these songs together you can tell you know what i mean like it's not like oh lp's off writing his verse somewhere and like killer mike's off writing his verse somewhere it's like they go back and forth and like this is clearly a collaboration yeah the whole thing's not done in on fucking dropbox you know yeah, what I mean? exactly, yeah, exactly, exactly. So just in, in just expanding on into the uh, the song, just the songs part. I mean, do we have a favorite feature on this album? There's a lot of them. I mean, I already said mine, but it's 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 got to be Zach De La Rocha and uh, and just anything from that dude, man. I'll 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 take whatever, man. Yeah, imagine, Kate, Imagine being a band with a political bent that's hardcore enough that Zach De La Rocha makes multiple appearances on your on your stuff. It's yeah. Just, like that's like that's like that's galvanizing you know what but I mean? then it's also like that's how you know on. you're politically legit and practicing what you preach behind the scenes but then industry no legit way. too but then industry legit too because fucking pharrell appears on the exact same track <laughs> right Yo, yeah you know what i mean so totally, it's like it's totally. like both both passes right there it's like it's like the political pass and the industry pass <laughs> in the same track wild yeah i think the Zach de la Rocha. My only thing is, this is my favorite Zach de la Rocha appearance on this. Like, um, it isn't fucking, or is? It is not. The it's fucking incredible. But fucking um, close your eyes and count to fuck is just it's it just will forever. Oh it will just yeah. forever hype me up. And I'm pretty sure if I was less so glen- good. if I was less glandular and a fucking UFC fighter, that would be my intro music. Um, I, I I feel like you know like <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. it fucking makes me want to fucking throw punches. And it's up. it's just relentless. Like everything I scribble is like the anarchist cookbook. I fucking love that fucking Killer Mike line. And then fucking you know fucking Zach Delarosha comes in and he's riffing on different Miles Davis albums. Uh, you could take taste my fucking bitches brew. Like I love. Like it's really good. But you know this so, one. Well, let me ask you. Do you, do you like the beat of that song? Because I've played that for people. I played that track specifically for people because like. I love it. And also, you know, like Zach DeLaRoge is on it. So it's kind of like a good bridge to some people that, you know, might not know Run the Jewels, but like Rage. And so people found like, like multiple people I've played that, that track for, um, have found the beat annoying. Okay. Well, um, they're annoying. Um, they're annoying. Those people <laughs> suck. No, you, you are you. the one who sucks. Thank no, you. Um, you are the ball lickers. <laughs> <laughs> Thank Just, you. It is not Vindicated. my favorite. It's not my favorite. I think it's an outstanding song. It's not my favorite beat on the album, but it's definitely not bad. Uh, and I would I, say it's. I'm gonna say, um, I mean, I really love Pharrell. I mean, I probably would say like I love Zach De La Rocha on that on Just, but I love Pharrell. Uh, just like almost that like spoken word part. Uh, like it, it's fucking really, really, really good. But honestly, I'm gonna have to say, Two Chains is my favorite. I love fucking Two Chains. What's 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 that? What's that one line where he's like talking about? He's like, "Let me be frank." The the hot dog stand line. I love that line. Oh yeah, the hey, "Let me be frank." I, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Talk about talk about another like kind of galvanizing um, endorsement is Two Chains being on Run the Jewel stuff. Like, cause Two Chains, I don't think. Uh, from my knowledge of his earlier stuff you know was very 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 just uh kind of material as the name implies and stuff like that and he's really kind of taken a more of a political edge with his last album and then being on this like run the jewels if they're having you out 
you must be saying and doing something. Yeah, the 2019 album uh, "Rapper Go to the League." Yeah, "Rapper Go to the League," right? He that's kinda... my that's my favorite fucking Two Chains record. It's fucking fantastic uh, album. It's fucking fantastic. Um, I think I think this is more about you know Southern uh, solidarity. You know, what I mean, they all come from the same scene. They've all been on tracks together. Um, you know, what I mean, like they come and same thing with like Big Boy from Outkast um, as well. You know, Andre Benjamin. I think that. You know, it's funny because like it's it's a continual uh, movement of two chains being a more mature artist and not even just being, you know, just being commercial. I mean, like, and also his features are generally awesome. Um, like on fucking um, Mercy, like that. Like, oh it's, yeah, it's, so good. Like it's it's so like yeah. it, it it's yeah. so good. He's he's always the stand standout feature on that track. Yeah, Definitely. and so so like anytime you're getting two chains on something, you know it's it's good. I mean, he's gonna bring it. He's gonna bring that. He's he's gonna bring that. Also, it's a sense of humor as well, and I, I think that that people kind of maybe underestimate the sense of humor of Run the Jewels. Two chains? No, oh, of Run okay, the Jewels. Run, run, oh, no, no, Two Chains is fucking hilarious. Well, I mean, they have an album called Meow the Jewels, so that's yes. pretty much. <laughs> um, because of just because of the political like bend to it, but. Uh, I mean, fucking Killer Mike's talking about fucking Chub Rub and shit like that. So, um, you know, I, I love seeing Two Chains on this. Um, so I think that the, the Two Chains is probably my favorite. Although, as I mentioned before, uh, Josh Homies, just you know, very, very tasteful, textured guitar thrown over it. You know, LP really. That's Queens well. of Stone Age, right? That's yep. correct. Um, I this whole time until right today, I thought it was Josh Homme. Yeah. You know what? Honestly. I don't know how it's actually said. I, I think, oh, okay, I, think okay. it, I think it is homie, but like, I honestly I've homie, always read it as I've homie. always read it as home in my head. Yeah. And then oh. when you said it, I'm like Josh Homie. And I was like, oh Josh Home. Oh. And then I'm like, okay, I'm dumb. So I want to get into how we feel this album compares to its predecessor, Run the Jewels Three. You know, like I mean we talked about it being forward thinking, but like what are the big improvements? Um I think like uh the cohesiveness um mm -hmm. as of the album as a whole we've kind of touched on that a couple times but that that is a really big one uh for me previously and i guess still right now because you know this is pretty fresh and i'm still just listening to it over and over again like the last one but rtj3 was was my favorite and then i think this one just might have beat it somehow um i'm i'm not you know the jury's still out on that but uh, yeah, I'm gonna say I like I love every album, and I and I thought other than as I, I, I said earlier, but I think um, my my slightly I, I like one slightly better than two, but three I think is is far and away better than one and two. And then honestly, on like my first listen of this one, I was just like, "Yep, this is their best album." Like, <laughs> right? Like it just I, I so complete. I, yeah, like just on the first listen, I remember the day it dropped. I remember just they were like like during the fucking uh crazy upheaval that was going on in the states and around the world they're just like fuck it run the jewels for and i remember just listening to it that day like while i was working and just like it was instantaneous like halfway through the album i'm just like yeah this is like this is their best album yeah as i mentioned before the complete the completeness of it is the big thing they really have um just really shown you know, a continuing understanding of how to put together an album. And I think this is the, you know, culmination of that. I thought 
this is the best of both of them, both of them at the height of their powers, which is fantastic. Um, I mean, we're, we'll get into where it stands and run the jewels records next. Um, but like, I think I love two the most because I've spent time with it. I mean, for me, like whenever you're evaluating these things, it's always like, I kind of need like to see how I feel next year about it to see if it's still with me to see for if it's, sure for yeah, sure just to see if yeah it's, that's just, that's kind of what i was saying with the yeah this versus to see, like to see like like to see how you know how you like how it stays with you is it does it become a part of your life you know, you know like what? cancel that this is going to be the soundtrack for this summer which is the weirdest summer of i'm sure any of our lives that we've ever been through and well it's think, it's so I funny first sorry go ahead no 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 that's all i gotta say i was just gonna say i I thought it's so funny that like my two soundtracks of the summer are so different like this and also like phoebe bridgers dropped her new record um i've listened to that since it's fantastic yeah and around the same time it's like it's it's a hard recommend those are both this and that are like that is probably album of the year and this is probably number two so far but it's so funny that they were both dropped around the same time i'm gonna say like within a week of each other and like they couldn't be more different but they have both equally taken up like as much listening time it's crazy this is in my this is in my top this is probably i'll have to see how it is at the end because right now my three in no particular order are the new fiona apple um that's number three for me this one rtj4 and then fucking alfredo by uh, Freddie Gibbs and the Alchemist, which is fucking awesome. Um, the opening track on that record, 1985, is just like this this throwback guitar riff, and it just blows my mind. So, like, seeing which one I like more, but, like, I feel like this one is, especially as my tastes are gearing more towards, like, electronic music and stuff, rather than just, like, maybe the more classic hip-hop style. Um, I, I think that, you know, with this, they... You know, they took another sonic leap, um, just improving on the previous stuff. Like, there was no DNA changes. Like, you know, I, when we talked about Kanye West, you know, we talked about him, you know, like, creating a sound and then, you know, destroying it and then building a new sound. And, mm-hmm. um, and you know, and, and fucking... And and how and the ability to do that with these guys, it's like a freight train that just keeps rolling, and they push and they push and they push and they add and they add to they add and they add elements and they add elements. And so I'm wondering like how far they feel this sound is gone, because yeah, that's that. that well, and where is the end in sight for it? Like I just I don't understand. <laughs> I like how we like and Kyle started talking and then Vanny just jumped in there. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry, go on. <laughs> um. Yeah, and no, that's just... and that's the question. So, like, at what point? So, I guess my my out loud question is: Well, I hope it's an out loud question, not a thinking question, because no one could hear that. Um, is can they can they keep doing records <laughs> of this uh, of this style? Like, do they need to like do they need to do they need to change a direction in order to keep it fresh? I think, like you said, like it's their DNA, right? Yeah. It's like they're not remaking the same album f- like four times in a row um, at all, but there is that DNA. And I don't know so much if you could like call it like a sound, like, like I don't know. I feel like it's almost more of like a vibe or like a feeling to their music because they do have tracks that, I mean, like a lot of tracks, like they, they sound different from each other. So I don't know if it's necessarily so much a question of like, this like does the sound need to change or like keep the freight train rolling 
I think it's just no, you know what? Yeah, just keep the freight train rolling. I think that's the answer. Like, fuck it. Like, I don't think they need to They're put not out. An, it. They don't. They don't need to put out like an R and B album. <laughs> I, I'm more. I, I guess I'm more talking about the. It's the change. A change in tone. Um, like is like is it as this aggressive as this? You know what I mean. Also, like I mean, the argument against that is, I mean, it's rare when you take two people's music or two entities' music, and you're like, okay, this is what this person is super good at. This is what this person is super good at. And if we combine them on paper, it should absolutely fucking work. But it sometimes doesn't. But this is you need a per- the chemistry. They they have the chem. That's yeah. what it is. One hundred percent. These two dudes genuinely fucking love each other. Like they have chemistry and it like, it permeates in everything, in every aspect of this album and all their subsequent albums and collaborations. Yeah. I think that chemistry is super fucking important. And because they literally, you took two things that were awesome, put them together and they became better. So like the math on this works on partnership. I bet you there was, I bet you there's, there's, there's just like tons of hip hop heads that were just like, before this was a thing, they were just like, fantasy league like uh kill a mic and uh lp and like <laughs> yeah and like when it actually happened and like with like the collaborations and shit they were probably like oh my god and, and then like when the draft Jules, yeah and then, <laughs> and then run the jewels comes out they're like it's happening so i guess we've kind of already been kind of hashing this out but where does this rank in terms of your favorite run the jewels albums touch on that i'd say it's my favorite yeah, I'm still gonna give it. I'm still gonna give it to two. I love two. Really, um, that's my least favorite. That's no, so man. funny. I that it's that, your favorite. That, that one is fucking. Trust me, I still love it. I still love that. It. That one. Wrong. That one. I well, because it's a little bit more sparse. I enjoy it. It's more like I, I. I like. I just like that there are. I think with me, I enjoy albums that are like banger after banger for sure, but I also need like. like i like different textures and stuff that's why i think i like number two i think that there's more a little bit more variety in it whereas this one is just awesome like it's just really it's super fucking well put together i would say though that like the differences in like this would be my second favorite run the jewels album i think that like we're talking like you know we're talking like a little bit fucking different. Like there's like, as I said, moving the needle a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Like, so for me, like I fucking love, as I said, close your eyes and count to fuck. I love lie, cheat, steal and shit. All due respect. The track with one with Travis Barker on it. That's probably one of my favorite fucking, uh, that's one of my, probably one of my favorite, um, fucking features on one of their, on one of their albums. And I, I, I just, that's what I, I think that it just hits the chords of what I like. Also, I'm kind of, always interested in groups kind of trying to like figure it out on the fly as well um it's just I, it's just interesting so i like what i i like what they do but like this as i said though it's like it's the difference for me would almost be negligible but a year from now i don't know if i'm going to say the same thing because this it was such a like i haven't really stopped playing it it's just yeah continued you playing need, you need to you need to have those like world co- rose colored glasses off for like a little bit and give it some time to breathe. Yeah. With I have all, to, yeah. Continue with, with all run the jewels though. It's like that or the previous ones or three releases. The, when I take a uh, six months off and then go back, it's just as I love it just as much. Like for whatever reason they have the, a very 
their staying power is good. Oh, for sure, for sure. Now let me ask you a sub question to your question, Kyle. Sub best question. Al- sub question. Best album cover. Which which one of the the <laughs> the, 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 the the iterations of the 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 gun and fist, uh, the trigger and fist? Uh, do you do you guys like the best? I like this one. It's a little sassy. <laughs> you know what? It's very like it's very like postmodern. I think I like this one the best too, personally. Oh, I, uh, yeah, I like this one. Like, I mean, I fucking with the pink background. I love it. Yeah, I mean, it's pink. It's a little bit more bright. It's uh, I enjoy it. I I think with the you know I think you know to to Vanique's point. I think that yeah, the dropping it for a while that's always the test. You know what I mean? Like, I feel I'm trying to think of a band I've just kind of re, um. So it was written, the Nas album. Uh, I, I hadn't listened to that in like two years. And I really, really, really enjoy it. I came back to it. I fucking love it. It's like, it, I, it, it can still be part of your life. And I think that's one of those things that, you know, sometimes music gets resigned to like your nostalgia pile. And like, I fucking love Led Zeppelin. I enjoy Led Zeppelin. I'll still listen to, I'll listen to Led Zeppelin occasionally. I just like it's not that it's not good it's just that in my life's context it's maybe not the proper soundtrack if you will uh, like I, I but it's but still loving but there's still like a love for it and it's still like an understanding of it and being obsessive about like knowing a bunch of stuff about it but like this is more where my head's at and like you know what i mean but all like for example punk bands like the stooges I went a while without listening to, and then all of a sudden picked them up again, and I fucking love them. And they just were absolutely fucking fantastic. And I'm like, how did this ever leave my life? And that's the test for me of, you know, again, going to what, you know, Van Eek was saying about the stuff that sticks with you for a long time. For me, this is probably going to be one of those albums because it's just, I don't know. I I think now I have a little bit more of a gut for it. Um, I think one thing I was really thinking about is... Because Zach DeLaRocha is on this record and, you know, he was on two. Um, you know, RTJ's albums are unabashedly political, you know, looking at subjects like racism, police brutality, you know, economic inequity, among, you know, among others. How timely is the messaging on this record? And, like, where do they fit in terms of this musical soundtrack for civil disobedience? Are they a replacement for Rage Against the Machine? What do you think? Well, I mean, I, I, I listened to all the albums again and it's like they've been saying the same shit for four albums and i'm not saying that in a bad way it's like their message you know what i mean like these guys are real deal it's like fucking like bernie the bernie's been saying the same shit for fucking 50 years (laughs) yeah um like these guys have been saying the same shit and it's like this album this newest album could have came out last week it could have came out a year ago could have come out 10 years ago like you know what i mean a lot of the uh the issues on there they're they're ongoing like you know what i mean the 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 fucking you know the systemic racism the police brutality um these are all things that now are you know there's more focus on them than ever but like they it's not trendy you know what i mean like these guys have been saying this shit forever so i i like i respect these guys immensely for that immensely and um yeah i mean like you said the um like the album was recorded before like the like you know like uh george floyd's murder so yeah. even before that like so this is it, it just rings so true that like 
they recorded it before that invite like the the political climate really turned and it, it had never been more more relevant yeah that specific that one the verse when he says the george floyd i can't breathe thing it's actually i guess eric gagne um, yeah exactly is that the right yeah yeah, yeah. 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 do i have his name right um these we should all know his name um he said the same thing and like how how much does that well there's been it's so it's, it's not just him it's been there's been like countless people that have like you know unfortunately uttered those words so it's 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 a fucking it's just a massive massive thing for them to be talking about like it's it's yeah and that was really like that that hit that that because we saw you know I, uh, my social media that that phrase was has been in a lot of places but it when i heard it here and then looked up that it wasn't even about this. He didn't re-record mm-hmm. a last thing before they, you know, before they sent it out because they could have done that. They didn't put out a physical thing. Nope, that isn't the case. The fact that that many people, that that is a thing, that is what you say when you are dying, being choked to death. That's what a human says in English. I can't breathe. And like mm-hmm. it just it just sent it home to me. And that, uh, and yeah. the delivery of that line too was oh. just... I'm getting chills thinking about it. Yeah, no, seriously, right now, right now. Me too, yeah. I got got choked up on multiple listens when it happened. I just got all, like, it's it's heavy. It's fucking heavy, it is. For me, they're the most likely heirs to the Rage Against the Machine throne. I think, you know, because I was listening to Rage Against the Machine a bunch as well. And same like, actually, I've, I've been listening to them a lot recently too. Because so I was like, always. So I was like thinking, I'm like listening to the lyrics and like obviously they touch on civil rights, all those kind of things. But I feel like that music was built for like the neoconservative era of yeah. the imperialist era of the United States. Not Gen that, X. Not that imperialism is over in the U.S., but now we have this like right wing populist wave happening, and you know Trump's America. And that's where I think these guys come in. You know what I mean? Like there is a, this is what modern protest music sounds like. You know what I mean? This For is what, sure. this For is sure. what, if you're wondering what the sound of modern protest music is, you listen to this record, you know what I mean? And, um, and just like in the sixties, it would have been like fucking Bob Dylan. Um, it's this today. And I, you know, I, I was thinking it's like, it's, I mean, kind of not ironic. I mean, kind of fitting that, you know, Zach De La Rocha is on these tracks because I feel like he probably feels kinship. I know that... Uh, well, was, they're too, they were going to tour. They're, they were touring together as well, but yeah, that yeah, got yeah. canceled. Yeah. Um, and then also, like, LP uh, and, like, having Zach De La Rocha, like, moving into his house and like oh really recording work to- oh, well they yeah they recorded like w- well they recorded work together but like they never released the album which is kind of frustrating about zach de Rocha because he keeps working with these awesome producers and not releasing fucking albums like he did the like he the obviously famed sessions with um trent reznor um yeah and like but lp like there's an, an, an you know admitting that it doesn't it didn't you know kind of work out but then you know, kind of joining in with these guys, um, you know, made sense for him in terms of, you know, adding, contributing to these songs. And I can't think of another, uh, like, obviously there's bands and there's groups and there's people who are giving it, especially hip hop is very political, um, generally, even from like, even passing, even if it's not the central theme, but I think no one else can really, has really hit the Zeke guys, like these guys, where it's fucking political, but also super funky as well. And one and one thing that we can't forget too is that 
all four of these albums were released for free. Yeah. Like that's another massive thing. Like, I mean, you can buy a physical copy if you want, you can buy a vinyl, whatever, but like you can just go to the web, like even you don't have Spotify, whatever you can go to the website and you can fucking download this album for free. It's amazing. Well, it's practice. Their commitment. Yeah. And they, and they do. And it's like, in terms of their, where they fall on the, on, you know, political, like politically motivated and politically motivating um, groups in history, I think that they are one of the best. So their dual experiences, the way they come together uh, invites you in more than, more than any other political um, the lyrics I've ever heard. Like it just, it always just feels like those two perspectives. If you didn't hit feel the one, then you get it on the very next line from the other. And um, it just, it, I think it, that's where it makes it personal in terms of it's like more personal record for them, but it also just draws you in personally. It's um, the one, uh, one rhyme in specific when LP's talking about the cages, like when they never make cages for just one group and when they're done with putting, using it for them, they're going to use it for you and stuff like that. It's just like, yeah, true. The, uh, so first of all, if any of you guys haven't heard the people's party, Talib Kweli's podcast, I would recommend it. LP was on it. Um, he was talking he was talking about like how, like what the difference is, because obviously they're, they're combating racism and, you know, as a white guy, he doesn't have the same, you know, experience with racism, like the, the, the real understanding of it that obviously, a, you know, a person of color would. And, you know, he, LP was saying that it's more of, he, you know, tackled these things from like a broader point of view. Like it's like his, uh, you know, his observation of it, you know, as a person who is an ally, and also, you know, like who can't fully, fully understand it. Whereas Killer Mike provides this, like, this, like, on the ground understanding of what it is, you know, to be black in the United States, and I, like just the contrast between it, I find very interesting. I find it, you know, I find it also like LP doesn't try to come across like he's on that same understanding level as killer Mike. And I think like, it's really a respectful relationship. And I think that's another thing too, is that, you know, there's such understanding between these two guys, you know, from a political sense and from a struggle sense and understanding where each other has come from and, you know, the different things that brought them here. And I, I just think their ability to kind of package that into something with a message and something that is of like so of the zeitgeist is just fucking i mean i as i said i don't know i would be hard pressed to figure out another group that does what they do i i was I, trying to think and i i um, yeah i i don't think there is and, and that's fucking real unfortunate at least not at the level that they're at, like in, in like the you know the mainstream mainstream crossover with them. Yes. Um, on that note, gentlemen, I uh, I think we're gonna finish up. I want to thank you, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, thank you, guys. Thanks. See ya.